The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. I'm so crazy. That's the only book I read, and I'm honestly thinking about reading it again. I really am. You need to read Playmakers when it comes out because there's actually a chapter about you in it. I will read. I will read it. I will. I definitely just that chapter though. That's that's where I'll draw the line. <laughs> that was from last week. We were talking about Kennedy assassination, the only book Chris has ever read. Playmakers, the only book I've ever written that's made its way into the hands of a real publisher. You know. Maybe there's a conspiracy theory that the CIA took your spleen. We could put the two cases together if Kennedy and Chris Sims. Hey, it's it's a fascinating story. I, I again, you know, they Biden released some information as far as more of the Kennedy assassination, right? You know, I, I I browsed through some of it last night. Of course, there's it's thousands and thousands of pages, but you know, again, what I always come to is we're never going to get the truth there. The fix was in. The people who wrote the history of it were in it on the fix. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, and, of course, the CIA, FBI, they're never going to let that out there. There's no way because they were a part of the killing of our president. They know that. We know that. I know that. But I do encourage people to research some of this stuff because the some of the stuff is amazing. The facts you'll find out, everything, it's hard not to go down that road. So, all right, that's good, though. It made me feel good. A little JFK. Did Lee Harvey Oswald pull the trigger? I don't think so. No, I don't. There's nothing that says that. There's no fingerprints on a gun. It's a total. This is the other shocking thing. Again, just because I know we got a lot to get into, but Lee Harvey Oswald was a government agent. He was in the CIA. He had access to some of the most high security CIA bases bases base in the world. He defected to Russia to spy on them. At that time, of course, you know, there was the, a little bit of like, you know, a Cold War, whatever. I don't even know what they called it back then. Communist versus Cold democracy. War. Cold War, right? It was the Cold, Cold War. War. Right. He went there. Okay. Anybody that came from Russia went through intense scrutiny, you know, being interviewed by all the major agencies in, the, in, in our country. Lee Harvey Oswald defected to Russia, came back. They let him right back in and said, hey, hey, welcome back to America. We don't need to interview or anything. That tells you everything right there. So there you go. There we go. And here we go with the Joint Mega Picks podcast for week 15. We got all teams playing. No more buys Man. until the actual playoff buy. But 16 games per week for the final four weeks. That's 64 regular season games to go. Oh, by the way, Chris had a great week, but for the Cardinals letting him down on Monday night, he would have been 
14 and oh, he picked up a couple of games straight up, a couple of games against the spread. I still have a very comfortable straight up lead, getting a little tight against the spread. Best bets. We were perfect last week, six and oh combined. Yep. I have a one game lead. I have been clinging to that one game it's lead unreal. for weeks because we do the same, whether it's two and one or three and oh, we do the same in the best bets every week. All right, let's get to it. Thursday night football. We may disagree on this one right out of the gates. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chiefs, three-point road favorites, over-under of 52.5. According to points bet, 62% of the bets and 91% of the handle is on the Chiefs. Are you, Christopher, on the Chiefs? I've gone back and forth in this one. I mean, I don't look at this and go, oh, yeah, the Chiefs are just going to win, right? I I don't. Again, the Chiefs' offensive problems to me are not fixed. We all have, you know, short-term memory. We discussed this a little on PFT today. You know, I don't look at the offense as being fixed, and I don't know if the offense will ever be really fixed this year. I want them to run the ball more, Kansas City. I think that can really help their offense out. But I don't know if that's an Andy Reid or Eric Bieniemy's DNA to really do that. It'd be the best way to take advantage of this Chiefs defense. I mean, Chargers defense tonight, for sure. We talk about this every week. But, you know, at the same time, here's what worries me, too. Hey, the Chargers are good in pass defense. You know, we just saw Vic Fangio and the Denver Broncos give the Chiefs some issues as far as their offense is concerned. You know, so I think they're going to be able to slow down the passing attack of the Chiefs to a degree. I know they're going to make their handful of plays. And then on the other side of the ball, Chargers, Chiefs, Chargers offense, Chiefs defense, no Chris Jones. I mean, you know, maybe the best player on the field in the game altogether, him not being in it is a huge deal. You know, the Chiefs, great on defense. They're physical. They're in your face. They play a lot of man-to-man. And I don't think that bodes all that well for them to play man-to-man against this group. The way Herbert, the offense, opened up lately, I'm going to Chargers. I am. I'm going to go Chargers 23-20. I'm not going to make it a best bet. I don't feel that comfortable about it. But at home, in this moment, I know the Chiefs are hot. I just think the Chargers match up well with them. And I think Herbert's going to just make a few throws to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and company that will get it done. Another factor, too, in this, and I'm going to agree with you. I've got 24-21 Chargers, so we both like the Chargers, and there's no spread to cover because they're the underdogs. I think that Herbert has shown in his young career an ability to step up on big stages. Yeah, big spots. I would agree. They've got some inconsistencies. Yeah. you know, But in prime time, they've been very good, and this is a prime time game. Obviously, I think the Chargers get it done, and – yeah. It's a good story. See, I don't want my desire for a good story to influence my selection because it's a much better story if the Chargers win. Much better story. Two-way tie for first place in the division. Chargers technically in first place. Maybe the Chargers can make a run at at even getting the playoff by. They'd need the Patriots to lose a couple of games down the stretch to get there, but it's just a hell of a story if the Chargers can pick off the Chiefs at a time when – you know, the Chiefs started low, and now they're riding high, and we just assume they're going to keep going. Chargers can get in the way, just like they did three years ago on a Thursday night in Kansas City yeah. when the Chargers won with a walk-off two-point conversion, I think it was, to win the game, and that was that. But the Chargers blew their chance to win the division. This time they may have another chance, and maybe they won't blow it. Yeah, I, I know. It, it is hard. It, it's hard, too, because, I mean, did you find a hard time, you know, the bias of just, like, we haven't seen the Chargers win a lot of big games, right? You know, the Chiefs are battle-tested. You know, I wanted to boil it down to like, well, 
the Chiefs usually win these type of football games, you know. But but at the same time, I just don't know if I, I don't totally believe in the matchup as you as you've heard me say there. I think it's a tough one for them, and yeah, short week and uh, at Chargers at home, and I know it's not a great home field advantage, but yeah, I just I, I look at the Chargers and go, I think they match up well with the Chiefs. I'm going to take them. It was not a walk-off two-point conversion. There was still a kickoff after that, but the Chiefs did lose to the Chargers three years ago on a Mike Williams touchdown catch and then a Mike Williams two-point conversion catch right. from Phillip Rivers uh, to win that game. So we both like the Chargers tonight. Let's fast forward to Saturday, not Sunday. The Saturday games are back, and the early game. If I would have told you a couple of months ago the Raiders would be one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Browns on this Saturday, we'd say, oh boy, the Raiders have survived and thrived in the aftermath of John Gruden's resignation. But the reality is the Browns have umpteen guys on COVID reserve, including head coach Kevin Stefanski, quarterback Baker Mayfield, Raiders one and a half point favorites with the lowest over under the week of 38 and a half. Do the Raiders take advantage of this decimated Cleveland roster and get a win on the road, Chris? I, I, I can't pick the Raiders. I just can't. I can't do it. I, I'm going to say this kind of rallies the Browns at home, you know, Saturday, late afternoon, cold air in Ohio. I feel like the Raiders are a little bit of a beaten puppy. I don't know any, any other way to say it. It's just been too much to handle all year long. We've seen that the offense is not the same without John Gruden or Henry Ruggs, of course. You know, so that that that's changed their their offensive approach to a degree. Pass protection, things like that have gotten worse. You know, the Browns defense as of right now, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think is necessarily decimated by COVID at this point. It's more offensive, it seems like, you know. So it's a little worrying, but I, I'm, I'm, again, I don't have great X's and O's things here to say other than the Raiders aren't that good. They're slowly going downhill. Other than the Thanksgiving Day game, they haven't done anything worth or remarkable or worth, you know, noteworthy of the, over the last month or five weeks. I'm going to say the Browns eke out kind of an ugly 20-17 to 17 win at home and, you know, continue their playoff charge. I've got it 24-20, Raiders. So, same idea, but the Raiders pull out a touchdown late. Gotcha. Perhaps beating the replacement for John Johnson, who is on the COVID reserve list. I just feel like this is one of those where it's pride, it's digging deep, it's finding a way, it's not suffering through the distraction of not having your head coach around, of not having key players around. Hey, the Browns may be better off without Baker Mayfield. I mean, that is an angle that I thought of. Case Keenum comes in and rallies the offense, and who knows? You know what? I hate to do this. Now, you know what? I'm moving. My hand's not off the checker, and I'm not doing this. If you don't mind, I'm not doing this because you picked the Browns. I just want to be right. I'm thinking about Case Keenum. I'm thinking about the Baker Mayfield factor. I'm thinking about the freedom that they may feel. I'm flipping it. I'm going to go Browns 28, Raiders 20. Okay. That's my pick. Okay. That's my pick. Because right. I'm Case Keenum. I can't say I'm a Case Keenum guy and then turn my nose up at the chance for Case Keenum to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with David Carr because the Browns are still playing for something. The Raiders know it's over. They know. They know it's done. If it's not done Saturday, it's going to be done the next week or the next week after that. They got demoralized. They got outclassed. And they, they you know, kicked themselves in the crotch by getting on the – Logo at midfield at Arrowhead Stadium. Case Keenum, Cleveland Browns, 
Final answer, hand off the checker. Okay, I like it. I like it. Yeah, it, It's going to be interesting. I mean, again, you know, most of these Browns positive tests happen what day? They, 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 a lot of them came Wednesday, so I guess we're not going to be able to expect really any of those guys, right? It's going to be maybe some of the Monday guys that, that can make it still. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see who plays. But, yeah, I, I kind of came to that same assessment that the Raiders, I, I feel like they know it's over. They're not a legit playoff team. The way they got beat last week, you know, I'm sure they'll show a little pride. But I do think the Browns have a little bit more belief. They still have a top-five defense that can make plays. You know, I still think they'll be able to run the ball to a degree. And you know what I said last week of the Raiders Chiefs, too. Like, Raiders, they, they, don't, they don't do anything on defense. They don't do anything. It's the same two defenses the whole game. And I just don't think that bodes well for them. And one last point, too, yeah. and this didn't get enough play this week. That quote from Derek Carr that basically I'd rather lose and build character than win. Get the hell out of here with that. Just get out of here with that. That's not what sports are about. You want to win. And you're just making excuses or you're trying to find some weird silver lining in the idea that, yeah, we need to build character. Get out of here with that. And I don't think that sends the right message to the locker room. And it's basically permission to go ahead and suck for the rest of the year because through the process of sucking, you're going to build a lot of character. Some characters involved in the Saturday night game. The Patriots and Colts get together. Deflate gate revenge game, the latest opportunity for that. Josh McDaniels, who jilted the Colts back in Indianapolis. This one is one of the sneaky great games of the I week. Agree. Both teams coming off of a bye. The Colts actually favored by two and a half points at home, over under a 46. Is it the Patriots continuing their hot streak, or do the Colts end it, Chris? Yeah, it, I mean, it's going to be a crazy environment there. You know, I do think the Colts are a, a playoff caliber team, as we've discussed. In fact, I think they're the type of team where you put on the radar and you go, if they get in the playoffs, watch out, because they might win one or two games. And all of a sudden, we sit there and go, whoa. The Colts are in the AFC championship game, I, I, and I think they match up well with the Patriots. I do. You know, I think a big key to the game will be can the Colts run the ball a little bit? You know, can they, How successful can they be running the football? Uh, it's a Patriots front seven that I think is very good, but it's a Colts run game and offensive line that's very good too. And then it's, it's an explosive and creative enough pass game that I think it could put the Patriots in a bind. Mac Jones, rookie quarterback – I mean, this is going to be a crazy crowd. The Colts' defense has shown that they can stop the run when they need to. You know, I look at that, and again, Patriots, the pass game, yes, it's better, but it's not like, wow, oh my gosh, they're going to go you know, 40 yards here, 25 yards here, 40 yards here. I'm taking the Colts. You know, it, My bias wanted to go Patriots because I'm like, wait, it's, it's now, it's the Patriots, but... I believe the Colts match up pretty well with the Patriots. I think they're a little bit more desperate than the Patriots here. They had the bye week, too, just like the Pats. And I think at home, they're going to win this one. I'm going to go them, 23-20. I think Frank Reich at some point is going to outsmart himself with one of his decisions to go for two or not go for mm. two or you know just something. There's going to be one of these unconventional yeah. moves where he just – went a little bit too far with it, and it may be the product of having two weeks to get ready. I'll go with the meat and potatoes approach of Bill Belichick. Break down the other team, take away what they do best, which is shut down Jonathan Taylor, force Carson Wentz to beat you. And the Patriots are reaching toward that unexpected brass ring of the number one seed. And that, to me, counters all desperation. Yeah, they have opportunity. Gotcha. Right. They have an opportunity no one expected them to have. You give them extra time to get ready, 
and you take that boost that they got from beating the Bills, I think it makes it even harder to beat. I've, I've got 20 to 14, and I really don't feel all that nervous about this one. In fact, it may be one of my best bets. That's how strongly I feel about the Patriots winning this game. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm, I am, I'm excited for that. I don't know. That might be the game I'm most excited about all weekend. I really am. It's two physical football teams, and you're right. I guess both teams are a little bit desperate in the fact of, like you said, this is a good way to frame it, opportunities there for the Patriots. They are on fire. Hey, I, it, 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 again, I won't be picking this. Uh, I am scared, but uh, I'm just going with the Colts, to, who are another hot football team. You know, again, I mean, I don't know how many – it's not about how many in a row, but it's it's been a hot football team over the last 10, 10 weeks. Uh, and I'm going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. I just, I'm edging Colts, but I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I see four games with double digit spreads in the one o'clock window on Sunday. So we're going to hit high gear on those. Let's start with Carolina at Buffalo, 10 and a half point favorites, 44 and a half over under the bills surely get back on the right track. The question is, do they cover? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say they do cover. I think it'll be ugly cover again. I, I, this Carolina defense is still very good. They are. They got a lot of playmakers across the board. And now, again, as we've talked about, there's just not a lot to think about as far as when you play the Bills right now. It's a limited run attack. So, you know, from that standpoint, you know, I think they can make the, the game ugly. I just – I have no faith in the, the Panthers' offense. I don't. Whether it's, like, lack of creative game plan or Cam Newton messing up a play or P.J. Walker messing up a play – I'm going to kind of go like ugly football game that Bills kind of pull away in the fourth quarter. Bills 27-13 at home, cold Buffalo air. I don't see Carolina winning this one at all. Look at look at look at your screen. Oh, bam. Look at your screen. Bam. 27-13. People ask us all the time, how why is it that we have such similar scores? I mean, that's one of the byproducts of spending so much time together talking about football and comparing notes on these various nuances Definitely. and details and realities. I just have no faith in the Panthers. I think Matt Rule, I think Matt Rule's going to be gone. And I think Matt Rule may be one of these guys who gets his pink slip before the end of the season wow. so David Tepper can get started on his search for the next Vince Lombardi, because that's what he wants. He wants Vince Lombardi, he wants Ron Wolf, and he wants Tom Brady all together on the same team. Literally Tom Brady if he could get him, but he'll have to settle for the next Tom Brady. But I think that, that this thing is falling apart for the Panthers. They're talking themselves in circles. They're just not getting it done, and the Bills understand. It's real desperation for them to turn it around, even if Josh Allen can't play. And I'd say play him until you get a decent lead and then get him out of there, get Mitch Trubisky some reps and rest that foot so Allen will be good to go down the stretch Arizona at Detroit Cardinals 13 point favorites against the Lions who have gotten their win they're fine it's the biggest spread of the week 47 and a half over under how badly do the Cardinals destroy the Lions yeah I mean I got 31 14 you know I could see it being worse than that you know first off we know Arizona's good on the road Arizona last week they're gonna be pissed they're gonna look at that game against the Rams and go wait we blew it we were on the doorstep of going up 10 nothing interception interception to start the second half you know, they're in another class on the Detroit football team you know I, I respect Campbell and the toughness of the Lions certainly but you know I can't see them having a lot of success really on either side of the ball maybe they can run on the Cardinals to a degree because the Cardinals will do some crazy things on D that allow you every now and then to kind of break a run but I just think there's too much firepower across the board on both sides of the ball. I think there's moments where the Cardinals were absolutely overwhelmed Jared Goff and company. And the same, same goes on the other side. 
there's not enough high-end quality talent on that Lions team yet for me to think they can make it a close game with the, with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and I think the Lions are at the play out the string. They obviously are. It's, this is about, frankly, at some level, don't get yourself injured for the offseason. Let's just get through this. And the Cardinals are playing for something much greater than that. And obviously the stakes are much higher now that they lost on Monday night. Jaguars with Daryl Bevel, now the interim coach. Obermeyer Meyer is gone. The Texans come to town. This was the first win of the season for the Houston Texans back in week one. The Jaguars are four-point favorites, over under of 39.5. Chris, who do you like? Yeah, I'm going Jaguars. I don't care that – I mean, I don't really think – you know. first, first off, I think Urban Meyer – I think Meyer, it helps him. I, I do think too. it helps him that I'm he's gone. You. I think Urban Meyer – everybody's going to walk in the building and they go, thank God he's gone. Thank God. Holy crap. Let's go. Let's go play. Let's go win and show that we don't need that here coaching our football team. I mean, that's really what I, they're going to be saying. I do. And at the bottom line, I, I think they're a more talented team than the Texans. I do. You know, Texans will fight. You know, Davis Mills showed some good things early on that first half of the game last week, but I just don't think there's enough firepower. I think it's a game the Jags will look at and go, wait, we can win this. We're at home. Let's rally together. I'm going to go Jaguars 20-16. to 16. And am I just seeing – damn, it's on the yep. number. Okay, so let me go 21-16 to 16 Jaguars. I got 13-7 Jaguars, and I agree with you. This is going to give the Jags a kick in the pants. The Texans don't want to win. The Texans are tanking. The decision to go with Davis Mills for the rest of the year was the first step in the process to finish as high as possible in the draft order. And losing to the Jaguars would guarantee that the Texans would be no lower than two. Unless the Lions screw up and win another game down the stretch. The Texans can come in at number two and get one of the great pass rushers, maybe get a quarterback, whatever the case may be. I don't think the Texans want to win. I think the Jaguars are very motivated to win. And Daryl Bevel is motivated to win because he's trying to now audition on the job for the job. Right. Jaguars 13, Texans 7. All right, Jets at the Dolphins. Dolphins 10-point favorites coming off of their bye, trying to get to 7-7 seven and seven, over under a 41 and a half. Do the Dolphins win? Do they cover? Yeah, I'm going with the Dolphins winning. I mean, again, the Dolphins are, you know, flying under the radar again as one of the more hot teams in football. You know, it's it just, you know, it's it's not the most great record in the world because of the way they started out the football year, but they're not out of this thing yet. The Their defense has played as good as anybody in the league the last six, seven weeks. And I just don't look at that for a young rookie quarterback like Zach Wilson on the road in Miami you know, this is the first time he's going to face an animal like this. Uh, the Miami D is real. And then the other side of the ball, the Jets defense, I mean, they just, you know, again, respected, but too many injuries that can't really fill out the, the scheme or the system they want to run on the defensive side of the ball. You can run the ball on them. Miami's not a great running team, but they'll be able to run it good enough to where it'll be balanced and still help Tua out, who's been playing really efficient football. They'll feed Gasecki and Waddle all game long. Uh, I, I'm going um, uh, Dolphins 27-16 in this one, Mike. I got 24-13, so we both have them winning by 11, both have them covering. Not much more to say about that one. Cowboys, 10.5-point favorites on the road at the Giants, 44.5 over under. It feels like the Giants are kind of falling apart. It's yeah. going to be Mike Glennon again for Daniel Jones. Cowboys trying to reestablish themselves. Great defense now. 
Offense a little shaky. Do they cover in this one, Chris? Yeah, I, I do think they do. I, I, I do think they do. Yes, I guess. it's great English. But, yes, um, one, hey, the Cowboys offense, it's still sputtering a little bit. Dak is a little off. It's not that bad. He's off, though, a little bit. You know, again, he spoiled us with the way he played early in the year. He was playing out of this world amazing. You know, early in the year, they could run the football, too. And that allowed their passing plays to face really basic defenses, pass-friendly type defenses, and they gashed people. Their passing offense is not that creative. I do think the Giants will make the Cowboys' offense look a little ugly at times. You know, but it's still the Cowboys, and they're going to make plays. They are. They're just, they got too many playmakers on that side of the ball. The defense is where I really worry for the Giants because the Cowboys' defensive line, you know, again, shame on me, but you, know, you forget about injuries sometimes as the year plays on and everything. You're trying to, we're both trying to keep track of 32 teams, but, you know, they get some guys back in the D line last week Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, you know, Neville Gallimore. And it just changes their team because now they have depth. And, of course, they can put Lawrence and, you know, Lawrence and Gregory and Micah Parsons moving around doing stuff. I mean, they can do some stuff with their front and really create some mismatches against what we know is a crappy Giants offensive line. So I think the Giants kind of like hang around a little bit. But the Dolphins, I mean, the Cowboys put them to bed. I'm going to say 31-13 Cowboys. Yeah, I've got 28-17 Cowboys, and this is their opportunity to kind of kick it in, reestablish, build a lead, and hold the lead this time and maybe get some better play out of the offense. Washington at Philadelphia. The Eagles seven-point favorites in part because Washington has 18 players on the COVID reserve list, over under a 44. Do the Eagles get to 500, keep alive their playoff chances, and possibly deliver – uh, a fatal blow to Washington's chances. I, I think so. They're gonna, they're gonna. The death blow's coming here. You know, the, the the COVID issue, yes, for Washington. You know, the Eagles' offense, and and again, I don't know. We don't definitely know if it's Jalen Hurts, right? I know he split reps with Gardner Minshew, I Correct. believe, on Wednesday. You know, but either way, the the Eagles have an elite thing about their offense, and it's their offensive line. I mean, it is the real deal, and I think they'll be able to run the ball on Washington. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, uh, and, and in the pass game, they'll just they'll do enough. You know, the other side of this matchup, Washington's offense, Eagles defense. Eagles defense, not great, but Washington's offense isn't great either. You know, Curtis Samuel's banged up and hurt again. Uh, that's an issue, you know. And, and, and I just look at it between the COVID and offense kind of that just has done enough when they won their football games, didn't go, wow, oh, my gosh, they did just enough. I don't think that's going to get it done with these current circumstances. Uh, I'm going Eagles 28-17. I got 24-20, so you have the Eagles covering. I think Washington will cover the spread. I think it'll be close. And if they want to get to the playoffs, Gardner Minshew's the guy. They still have to evaluate and build and determine what they have with Jalen Hurts, who has that ankle injury. I, they're smartly keeping it close to the vest and creating some confusion because you got two different styles there. Uh, it could be Minshew. And if it's Minshew, I actually do feel better about the Eagles' ability to get a spot in the postseason, but I, I won't feel good about their ability to figure out their long-term quarterback situation. One, one last point real quickly. Miles Simmons had a great line yesterday talking about Gardner Minshew in the video of Minshew and his dad after that win. Simmons said, and I quote, 
that video smells like cigarettes. So I just <laughs> that's great. That's great. so uh, maybe we'll have another video that smells like cigarettes once Gardner Minshew's awesome. done with Washington on Sunday. All right, Tennessee Titans two point favorites on the road at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh getting a little extra rest after that almost comeback for the ages against the Vikings. Over under a forty one and a half. The next to last home game for Ben Roethlisberger in his Steelers career. Can the Steelers pull off the victory over a team that was once one of their division rivals? Chris? Uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, you know, and what I want to look at again, I mean, I, I just want to, I'm, as I'm doing this, I'm going, wait, let me look at the in Titans injury report one more time here. Cause I looked at this last night and just want to make sure. All right. You know, again, again, this is, I don't believe in Pittsburgh. You know that I don't at all. I'm shocked. It's a two point spread. I don't think Pittsburgh's offense is going to be able to do much in this one at all. They're not running the ball. Not on, not on this front. No way, no how, no chance. Absolutely not. Titans defense is one of the best in football. Secondary is damn good. They'll be able to break down the simple passing attack of the Steelers and have people all over it. Uh, so I just look at that and go, okay. Now the other side of the ball, I mean, again, Pittsburgh's defense is not Pittsburgh's defense. It's nothing special. I mean, damn, some of those holes last week, you and I could have ran for 10 or 15 yards in some of those plays. It was, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. The Titans will be able to run the ball in Pittsburgh. You know, Tannehill and company will do just enough in the passing game. And, again, I don't think Pittsburgh's all that talented in the secondary anyways. Julio's playing. You know, I don't know where, what the hell the deal is with A.J. Brown when he's coming back. I guess that's the one I look at. But I'm going Titans 30-17 to 17 in this, Mike. It's going to be a best bet for me. I'm going best. All right. Well, there. well, you may be not three and zero next week because again, I, here I have he goes. denied. Here he goes. My nature. <laughs> I have denied my instincts with the Steelers. Remember two weeks ago with the Ravens? Yeah. I picked them to cover. Right. I didn't have the guts to pick them to win, and they won. This is one of those games, and that's how these home games are going to go for the Steelers. They are going to be out there. They are going to be loud. They are going to be engaged. They are going to want to try to will that team forward. They are still alive, and I still think that 6-6 six, six, and 1, that and 1 is going to make a difference. It's either going to get them in by the skin of their teeth or it's just going to keep them out. Right now, I'm still inclined. I've seen this scene too many oh, times. Oh, there it they is. He finally got it. Going, baby. I got it, and I think it's going to happen. 23 I do I'm carrot top I got props 23 to 20 the Steelers win for Big Ben in his penultimate Pittsburgh home game I see it coming I feel it coming it's in the air I walked outside earlier I can smell it 100 miles away Steelers are going to win that game Steelers I love it are going to win that I game I love it I wish you would have gone with your damn Raiders pick too so we could have had three dairy you want to change that back one more time I think you should change no, it back You can change yours if you want No I don't want right. to change it all right, let's we got take a, few a break. Disagreements. We got the four o'clock Eastern games when PFTPM and Chris Sims unbutton continue right after this. <laughs> this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. 
the longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The Premier League is built on hope. The hope of discovering a new star. It doesn't take long, but Darwin Nunez to make an impression. The hope of rewriting history. of continuing a dynasty. Unstoppable week after week. This is the Premier League on NBC, USA and Peacock. PFTPM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Under Armour, the Joint Megapix podcast, week 15, 4 o'clock games, Bengals or Bengals, depending upon your preference, at the Denver Broncos. Denver is a three-point favorite in this game. Both teams, 7-6, and 44-point over-under. Do the Broncos further inject themselves into the playoff chase, Christopher? I don't think so. I mean, I just I can't get behind it. I'm still a believer in the Bengals. You know, I am. I just look at their team and go, the only thing I look at is go, there's two things. They're young and not really battle-tested yet, and they can be a little, like, simplistic or a little predictable on defense. But still, it's a good defense. There's talent. You know, they got some corners who can cover. They got pass rushers. They got run stoppers. You know, I don't, I don't think that the Broncos are going to be able to just dominate in the run game. And that's when they're at their best, when they dominate in the run game. When they have to think about Teddy Bridgewater passing to win, negative Ghost Rider. That ain't going to happen because he's just not going to do it. He's not going to take a chance. He's always in Teddy Bridgewater self-preservation mode. And it, it pisses me off, as you could tell. Uh, it, it does. It bothers me. I don't know if he's, know if he's really re- worried about winning games. I feel like he's just worried about, let me protect Teddy Bridgewater. And I just don't think you're going to win like that. Not against Joe Burrow and company, who got playmakers. I think they're just a little bit better of a football team. Their offense has a little of everything to offer. The Broncos are good at pass defense, but you're not just going to be able to play the pass against the Bengals. You know, they can run the ball well enough. And the other issue with the Bengals' offense is pass protection's not great, and the Broncos don't have a great pass rush. So I'm going to go, even though tough place to play, I'm taking the Bengals to win 24-21 on the road. I got 24-20, Bengals, same thoughts. Look, the Bengals need this. And the Bengals created on various occasions during this season a sense that they really are ready to make a play. You Mm -hmm. lose this game, you're not. You're done. You're done. If you lose this game, you're done. Broncos have overachieved. Broncos really don't expect to get to the playoffs. Do they really expect to get to the playoffs? I I hate to make it that simple, but they really don't expect to get there. The Bengals are the team that are carrying that mantle expectation. I know it's an opportunity for the Broncos, but I think the Bengals are the better team. The stars are going to shine, and Burrow's going to go for it. I agree with you. With Teddy, there's a little bit of let's be careful. With Joe Burrow, there's let's throw caution to the wind and go make it happen. They should have beaten the 49ers on Sunday. A couple of fluke things, a couple of muff punts, and then the the Bengals storm back. And, you know, there's things they would do over again. They wouldn't run it twice in a row in overtime when they're on the doorstep or getting close to it to win the game with a touchdown. So I think the Bengals win this one and, and get themselves a little bit closer to the postseason. Falcons at the 49ers. This one had me... 
thinking maybe this is a Falcons uprising. The 49ers are nine-point favorites, 45-and-a-half over under. Do you think the 49ers fail to cover this one, or do they win it by more than nine? Yeah, I, I know what you mean, though, because you know the Falcons went into San Francisco the year the 49ers went to the Super Bowl and beat them that year, right? You know, in, in a close football game where I think Matt Ryan threw a pass to Julio Jones at the end when they were down there in the seven- or eight-yard line and win the game. You know, he'll understand the defensive scheme a little bit in San Francisco because at a base level, in a lot of ways, it's similar to Dan Quinn's to a degree. Now, the 49ers have changed a little bit. But what I just come back to, you know, with the Falcons, who, man, like, applause and kudos to me, for me at least, for to, to Arthur Smith, for the way that teams fought and played. I don't think they're overly that talented. You know, Matt Ryan, same thing, like, man – third downs he just makes a few plays every game that hey whoa they got on the other side of the you know the field oh here's a big oh okay bam they scored I don't know how the hell they did it but they did it but I just don't think that's going to work against the 49ers the Falcons when they've had to play teams that are really good up front for the most part have been overwhelmed in those games and I'll go back to that with the 49ers the 49ers D-line can overwhelm you you know and of course they have a run game Jimmy Garoppolo played pretty good last week. As long as he doesn't make dumb mistakes like he made in Seattle, I just think the 49ers win the game. 27-17, 49ers. I got 31-20, 49ers, and I agree with you. I can envision the overpowering. We've talked about Kyle Shanahan's ability and his proclivity to get the ball into the hands of his best players, Debo Samuel and George Kittle, and I think we're going to see a lot of that. It's going to overpower the Falcons. When the Falcons lose, they don't lose by a few points. They get rolled up on. They've got a horrendous point differential, even though they're in shouting distance of 500 at 6-7. and So same page. 49ers win, 49ers cover. Packers, five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Baltimore against a Ravens team that possibly will have Lamar Jackson at quarterback, possibly won't. He's day-to-day with a sprained ankle, 43-and-a-half over under. Pasta meatballs gut, we're not going to see Jackson in that game. Yeah, you Either way, so? who do you like? I don't either, think so. Yeah, either way, I'm picking it like he's playing because I, I don't want to make that mistake. But either way, I like the Packers. I do. Yeah. You know, again, I just uh, – not a lot of faith in that Ravens offense right now. It, it, it's just not great. Of course, you know, they have injuries on the O-line, the running backs. It's not the same. And I'm sure that whether it's Hunley or Lamar, they'll make a few plays, but I don't think it'll be consistent enough. You know, and then you talk about Aaron Rodgers versus the Ravens defense. Hey, you know I respect the Ravens defense. Wink Martindale, he's one of the best defensive minds in the sport. You know, I do think he should be in the head coaching conversation. You know, I, I really do. And I look at that and just go, hey, he'll do some creative things. But, you know, this is a this is a Packers offense that has very good balance. You know, they make you defend everything. And you're not – they pass protect very well. Rodgers going to be good on that end. And there's no Marlon Humphrey. You know, I just look at the Packers as just being a better football team, more efficient on the offensive side of the ball. Not easy to go into Baltimore and win a game. But uh, I think they do it. 28-20 Packers. I think this is, for the Green Bay Packers, pedal to the metal. They have the opportunity, much like with the Patriots. It's there. The one seed is there. The Cardinals lost. The opening is there. The Packers are the better team right now from a talent standpoint when you factor in all the injuries. Kudos to John Harbaugh for holding that team together through all the injuries. My gut feeling is we're not going to see Lamar Jackson in that game. Uh, not, not that there's a gigantic drop-off from Jackson to Huntley, but obviously they're better off 
with Jackson. I like the Packers in this game. I like the Packers to cover. And let me make sure I have the score here. 30 to 20 is the score that I have selected for the Packers to win this football game, Chris. Yeah, I, I like it. You know, again, I the Packers are good. They really are. I don't know if they're the most high-end talent team in football. I, I don't think that. But Jair Alexander coming back, like, and I think he's playing this week. Watch out. You know, again, I think those will just add to their creativity and some of the things they can do on the defensive side of the ball. Because when Jai Alexander is healthy, he is one of the five best corners in football. He's that type of player. So that'll be a difference maker for them. And, yeah, I just, again, the Ravens have been doing it with just belief and grit and toughness and battle-testedness and all of those type of things. Uh, I, I just I'm, – I'm still unsure of them. If you told me in three weeks from now or four weeks from now the Ravens didn't make the playoffs, I'd go, yeah, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. You know, I think they've put a lot of Band-Aids on a lot of issues here on their football team throughout the year, and they just fight, and they've made plays and clutch moments. Uh, but they're playing a quarterback in this one that makes more plays and clutch moments, and I'm going with him. Seattle at the Rams, rematch of the Thursday night game weeks ago where Russell Wilson injured that finger. Rams are four-and-a-half-point favorites with an over-under of 45.5. Seahawks have strung a couple of wins together. They're building some confidence, but the Rams – they see the opportunity to possibly take the division from the Cardinals. Do you see the Rams sweeping the series, or do the Seahawks get a win and split with their L.A. rivals? I, I see the Rams winning as long as they just don't make early mistakes to mess this up. I mean, that's when we saw them falter throughout the year. But when they get back to having a little bit of a run game and Matthew Stafford under center, which we've seen more the last two weeks, they become very hard to defend. They do. You know, the run game for them doesn't need to be like the star of the show. It just needs to be, you know, one of the supporting actors just to go, hey, don't forget about them. Don't forget about this. Because then when they do have that, you know, again, it creates a lot of big pass plays like we saw on Monday night. A lot of their big pass plays came off of the play-action pass. And Seattle's defense has been better over the last month. There's no doubt about that. But I just think the Rams, they're too hard to stop that way. I will be interested to see if Odell Beckham Jr. can get back healthy in the lineup from you know the COVID-19 list. I know they got those issues, and that'll be big too. It, you know, I want to see him out there. It, I feel like they got it going. There's no connection problem between Stafford and Odell. That's already that's already out the window. He knows how to throw to a fast, good receiver. Apparently, uh, like his ex-quarterback didn't. So uh, I look at that. If he's healthy with Van Jefferson, it's just too much for the Seattle team. And Seattle's offense still last week made some plays. But then what was that game? 13 to 13 late in the second quarter still. It wasn't like they were dominant. I still think they got their issues. Rams win 31-21. Yeah, look, the Rams have 18 players on the COVID reserve list. You mentioned Beckham, Jalen Ramsey, Daryl Henderson. But I've gone back and forth on this one. I like the idea that the Seahawks are winning some games. I like the idea when you find a team that manages to start knocking off opponents one after another yeah. with the season on the line. I don't want to get caught up in that. See, the the guy in me that likes a great story wants the Seahawks to win this game. But I have to be realistic. I think the Rams will ultimately pull it off to the tune of, let's say, what's the spread on this one? The spread is four and a half. I'll say... You got the Rams covering. I did I have 24-20. Um, I'll stick with that, 24-20. I think the Seahawks cover. Okay. I think it's close. I think it's close. 
Uh, Wouldn't watch. be shocked. It's going to be forty. It's going to be forty-eight to two. Okay, let's take a break. The primetime games for Week Fifteen: Sunday Night, Monday Night Football. When this joint episode of PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbuttoned continues right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy-six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. At the theater, more than the movies come to life, movie lovers march in and skip the line with digital tickets to the latest movies on the free Fandango app. Ready to grab some snacks. And head to the best seats in the house for a night of romance, terror, and quality family screen time. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. The Premier League is built on hope. The hope of discovering a new star. It doesn't take long. The hope of rewriting history. And the hope of continuing a dynasty. Unstoppable week after week. This is the Premier League on NBC, USA and Peacock. PFTPM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Under Armour. It is Sunday night, Monday night time, which means it's also time for Chris to tell you a little bit more about his friends, our friends. They'll our definitely friends. be my friends when the hoodie and the shoes show up at Under Armour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Under Armour, we're proud to have them as a sponsor. And I mean, I mean, you saw what Steph Curry did, right, the other night? Under Armour, Armour and you know him and Tom Brady are the, the crown jewels of Under Armour. That was a cool thing by Steph Curry. I mean, talk about an obliteration of a record. The guy's still in the prime of his career, and he's already the all-time three-point you know, leader in NBA history. Unreal. Change the game. Change the game. A guy that's like 20, 25 years ahead of his time as far as that's concerned. That, that's how great he is. It really is. But we are supported by Under Armour, and just like us, Under Armour wants to give you an edge. They are focused on performing better and taking their game to the next level. Everything from running shoes that propel you forward to hoop shoes that give you insane grip. Send Florio his hoop shoes. That they even make hoodies that reflect energy. I think I got my ho- hoodie. That's why I reflected your energy and won the picks last week. It was great. We're not just about the end results, winning, or glory. Under Armour is about the hard work, the dedication, the cycle of training, competing, and recovering. We give you advantages but not shortcuts. The only way is through. All right. And uh, we must protect this house. Um, <laughs> I love when you say that. Which made me think of, for some strange reason, we must protect this mouse because I was watching the Green Mile last night. <laughs> I mean, we've, oh, yeah, you got to protect the mouse. Man, that made me more sad it. maybe than anything in the damn movie. The damn but the mouse came back to life oh, and that's lived right, like an incredibly moved, long yeah. time. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that he did that. That was a great job. Yeah. A great Spoiler movie. alert. Great movie. Oh, awesome movie. Yeah. Awesome movie. Awesome book by Peter King. Where- I've read the book and uh, seen the movie many times, and I'm halfway through it. Stephen King, Peter King. Peter King, 
Pe- uh, Peter King writing under the pseudonym Stephen King. No, neither Stephen one seems King, to comb their Peter hair King. all that well, so I can see why you get him confused. But that is, and that movie, that's why I got into the uh, uh, the big f***er. That's where it came from right there. My dad. I knew that I would make you laugh. I know. I know. Uh, I'm just at the part where they're about to bring Wild Bill, and I know that Wild Bill says yeah. at some point, you're a big f***er. Oh, yeah, so, big uh, yeah, that's where right. we started calling my dad yeah. that right there. That was all I wanted. All I wanted was some cornbread. <laughs> uh, Sunday night football: the uh, New Orleans Saints visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers have been beaten three straight times in the regular season by the Saints. This time around, the Bucks are eleven point favorites. Are we all going to fall into the trap? Is it going to be everybody picking the Bucks like it was last year when the Saints blew them out. And what will Drew Brees do? Oh, I know, right? He's, I guarantee you he's taking the Saints to win this game. He lives and dies Are with you? the Saints every week. I'm not. I'm not. I can't do it. I do think they'll hang around and be annoying. Their defense is too good, and they match up well with the Bucks' offense. They have creative game planning to where – you know, you can't like, oh, wait, we're going to get this kind of defense on this down or distance. Or They change it up. You know, they really do. They're game plan specific. You know, as we've talked about in the past, they have a guy in Marshawn Lattimore who can hang with Mike Evans and cover him one-on-one. It gives them freedom to do other things in their defense. Their front four can get after Brady, you know. So I think they can make it look ugly. The problem is, is just, you know, again, Taysom Hill still had a splint on his finger last week. He threw the ball better, but didn't really throw the ball down the field at all. So, you know, that that's the way to beat the, the, the Bucks right now is to throw the ball on them. I think, hey, Sean Payton will have some good quarterback design runs and Alvin Kamara will make a few plays here and there, and that will give them the problems. But ultimately, I think the Bucks pull away. I'm going 28-16 Bucks. I've got 27-20 bucks. So you've got the bucks covering. I do. You've got the bucks covering. Go cover, I think yep. the bucks but this is where the competition is very close. I think the Saints will cover the spread in that game. I've got 27 to 20 and I was very tempted to pick the Saints to win. Um, and it is going to be fascinating to see whether anyone other than Drew Brees picks the Saints when we do the selections on Football Night in America and will Drew even give in and pick the Buccaneers to win that game. Monday Night Football, Vikings at the Bears. Vikings still desperate, even after getting that Thursday night win over Pittsburgh. Chris, who do you like in that one where the Vikings are road favorites to the tune of four and a half points with an over-under of 45 or 44, excuse me, 0.5. Well, I like. I want you to go first. I always like to hear your Vikings assessment first. So you you have to go first on this one um, because it's your team, your diehard squad. The background's purple for you just for the Vikings. This is a classic Vikings build a lead and then struggle to hold the lead. I can remember a Vikings-Bears late season Monday night game years ago, years ago, where – the Bears were driving late, if I recall correctly. It was either Bears-Vikings or Bengals-Vikings, and there was a pick six that sealed it. I feel like something that like that's going to happen. It's going to be tied up late. The Vikings are going to be ahead. The Bears are going to tie it up. The Bears are going to be driving for the win, and there's going to be a pick six. That's what my pasta and meatballs churn is telling me. 30-23, to 23, the Vikings win, staying alive in the the chase for the seventh seed in the NFC so they can get blown off the field by the two seed. Unless the two seed is the Cardinals, where the Vikings would have a chance to win, 
and thereby extend the tenure of Mike Zimmer by another year. But if they have to go to Green Bay or Tampa Bay in the wild card round, they're done. It's over. It's not even going to be close. But uh, they keep that dream alive to get obliterated in the wild card round, thirty to twenty-three. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're going to win too. I do. I, you know, the Bears. I, I think they're going to move the ball on the Vikings, though. I think this could be kind of a fun game. I do. You know, the Bears' defense is, has fallen apart to a degree. You know, injuries, the season's over. You know, people have figured them out a little bit. Uh, so I, I expect, you know, the Vikings to be able to run the ball, and Kirk Cousins is going to make some plays in the pass game with Justin Jefferson and company. But, you know, again, I like the way Justin Fields has looked. Bill Lazor's done some good things for that offense. There's a little creativity to go along with some stuff there. You know, I, I, I think this will be yeah, your typical – Vikings game exciting they might have a lead at some point that's 14 17 points but I won't be surprised if Chicago comes back I don't think it's going to play out that way though I think it'll be kind of a shootout I'm going to go Vikings 31 27 I'm going to have the Bears covering in this one yeah the Bears covering by a half a point and uh it should be a fun game and if the Vikings lose they're done they win they kick it forward to the Rams the day after Christmas, then the Packers, and then the Bears to wrap up the season. We'll wrap up this program with our best bets and Folsom Prison Blues picks when PFT, PM, and Chris Sims Unbuttoned continue right after this. PFT, PM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned presented by Under Armour. Best bets time. Last week, we were a combined 6-0, and so the pressure is really on, Chris. Can we continue to make correct guesses as to the teams that we feel the best about or over under if you're so inclined you're up first all right well I'm gonna go with the Cardinals in the first one I am I don't give a damn 13 points sorry pissed off blew a game you know I don't want to say blew it but they're gonna look at it like they made some mistakes that were costly in that one against the Rams the other night and another class for the Detroit Lions they're they're in another class they are playmakers everywhere Detroit doesn't have that I just don't think this is one of those games Detroit can just play tough and and, and make close. That's just not going to be enough against this group here. Uh, Cardinals, my first best bet. I had a 31-14. Um, I thought about that, but I worry about a backdoor cover. I really worry yeah. about the possibility of, of that happening with some sort of garbage time touchdown. So I, I shot away from it. First one for me, the one that jumps off the page, and this is easy. If I think a team's going to win and they're the underdog – No-brainer. Bengals over the Broncos. They're three-point underdogs. Don't have to worry about the spread. I feel good about the Bengals winning the game. I feel good about where they're heading, even though they've lost, uh, what, two in a row now? They lost two in a row. Yeah, they lost two two in a row. row Where Um, I mean, like you said before, you could arguably say they outplayed both teams both days, but just made some big mistakes and big moments. They really did. Well, it's time to turn it around, so give me the Bengals as my first when you're up next. All right, that's a good one. That is. That's one that I had a star next to because I certainly, you know, I'm I'm with you. I picked the Bengals to win the football game too. Uh, My next one, I'm going with the Cowboys over the Giants. I'm going to ride the Cowboys here again. Defense aligned, just too deep, too talented. Mike Glennon at quarterback, you know, Giants D, I got a little respect for here. But the Cowboys, hey, they just got too much firepower on offense. I got the Cowboys winning 31-13. They're going to be my other best bet. By the way, I just saw a note that the Cardinals-Cowboys game for Week 17 moved to 425 p.m. Eastern. A huge game for both teams, undoubtedly. Next one for me, I'm going Packers giving five and a half because I I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to play. And uh, even if he does... I like the Packers. Packers are the better team. 
Packers are reaching for the brass ring of the one seed in the NFC. I like the Packers. All right. All right. Good one there. Um, my last one, I'm going with the Titans. Screw your terrible towel. Screw your damn pasta and meatballs. Good. Yes. Good. 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 Do I'm it. going Good. Titans because I think they're going to win 30 to 17. Uh, I, I just, I think they're going to, I think they'll control this game from the get go. Uh, I, I don't see it. I think they're a much better team than the Steelers. They won't be fooled. They won't be intimidated. They're not going to be out physical. They'll be ready to play. 30 to 17, third best bet. So you like them from get-go? Is that what you're saying? From get-go. From get-go? Yes, from get-go. Uh, I need to get going because we got to get gone here soon. I'm tempted to take the Steelers. Just We've never done that that I can recall. No. Where we're on the Do opposite it. side no, of the wimp. same game. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not 49ers giving the Falcons nine because when the Falcons lose, they lose. They get with dominated. Flair. Right. They get dominated. So if you like the 49ers in this one to win, take them to cover. That's kind of how the Falcons roll. All right. Uh, Folsom Prison Blues pick the game we would take if we were lying, not dead, but dying in a gutter because if we're already dead, we can't do anything. Who would you take as you're dying? One game. Give it to me. Oh, man. I had what I wanted to do here, and I've lost my thought here. Wait, where did I want to go? Bills, who, Cowboys. Who are you taking? You know what? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll Cardinals go the, Yes, me. it's the Lions. Cardinals. I'm going the Cardinals over yeah. the Lions. Exactly right. 100%. Yeah, That's since what I want. Since the Texans are playing the Jaguars, the Lions are the default. Whoever they are playing is our... It's sad that that's the way it is, but, you know, it's sad that there's a handful of teams in the NFL that are really bad. The rest of them are all clustered together. We hope you enjoyed our cluster over the last hour. We'll see you again real soon. Enjoy the games. See ya. Thanks as always. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.